Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. It's late April and just about all the lakes in the U.S. are now clear of ice. Just about everyone is going into open water mode. There is some good news out of Michigan today as well. Boaters are once again welcome to get out on the water, provided only people from the same household are on board. COVID-19 restrictions had shut down motorized boat traffic in Michigan. Well, today's show is a look back at some of my favorite interviews. This is episode 53, and I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. Some of our most popular episodes focused on destinations. Leech Lake is one of Minnesota's favorite lakes, and Brian Bro Brosdahl is one of the lake's biggest advocates. If you know Bro, you know he loves perch. I love perch, and big perch uh, swim the flats also. In the wintertime, a lot of our cabbage weeds and milfoil kind of dies off and lays down. And perch love a vegetation because the crayfish eat it and they're in it. So their food's hanging all over the place, you know, climbing up on the vegetation. And perch are eating uh, crayfish. There's some freshwater shrimp. It's not like Devil's Lake or anything, but there is shrimp there. There's mayfly larvae and there's young of the year perch. So spoons, flashy spoons in in uh, 10 to 14 feet of water. And 14 is a magic number on leech. That's where uh, light fades and, and the fish feel safe. Uh, 12, sometimes 12 feet is, is good, but you're fishing flats and you realize, where do I even start on this flat? Whether it's walleyes or perch, they're usually schooled on, on edges of each other, where the perch and the walleye start. So you just go fishing for both and then you catch them both because you can't put a spoon big enough for a perch to stay off. I tried that. I had, I had lake trout spoons that I caught perch on just to see if they would, and they did. They're not the finicky perch that swim around with 25 shrimp in their mouth. These are perch that swim up and eat it. And the problem is the tiniest perch in the lake will eat a big spoon. So it's it's a lot of perch sorting, but you catch walleyes and perch mixed together. They like caro beds, which is a skeletal fragmented grass that lays about the, the lake. They don't have roots, and heavy waves cause, the, cause it to flip over like a sheet and pillow up. Well, this becomes structure, and they swim amongst it. Cara, if you remember, which is an, a form of algae, is a, a spawning weed where walleyes and and uh, perch and everything else lay their eggs and it has an antifungal agent in it to keep the eggs viable. Well this also holds crayfish and uh, sometimes be more uh, hard bottom uh, creatures but a lot of insect life and, and crayfish so they root through it and they work the edges. Good good place if you're looking down the hole and it looks like a bunch of skeletal vegetation you're in a good spot and fish those areas and and now that stuff changes from year to year, depending on the wind, you know, and or somebody's anchor. <laughs> Brosdahl is a character, and if you want to hear more from him, check out episode 40. Pat Calmerton is also a lot of fun to interview. We talked to Calmerton about fishing Milwaukee Harbor for brown trout at the St. Paul Ice Show. This episode, number 28, got a lot of people excited to fish Milwaukee this year. Unfortunately, the ice conditions led to a short season down in Milwaukee. It is awesome. It is one of them things where you wake up every morning and you go to work and you sit in traffic and the hustle and bustle of everything that you got going on. 
and then all of a sudden you get that one day off or that couple hours off and you can go down and sit right downtown Milwaukee the skyscrapers in the background and the seagulls going crazy because there's still open water out on the lake because that lake never freezes it's just a big slush puppy so those waves are crashing against the rocks and the seagulls are going and it's like you're it's almost like the sounds of the summer the you also have the sounds of the busy life of the honking the horns and traffic and all that other stuff but yet you have the scenery that you're not going to have very many places in this country and then you have a world-class fishery on top of it every time that either that flag goes up that that rod gets bent whatever the case may be you have an ample opportunity to put a fish of a lifetime on the ice you're going anywhere from you know i mean a 15 pound steelhead not out of the question if you're going for like a 30 pound well 30 pounds extreme but a 20 pound brown trout man the color on them the big skypes on them it's just one of them things where you cannot go to the local mill pond and catch a fish like this it's just not possible the idea of a western ice fishing trip is magical to me outfitter mike howe stopped by the fish house nation studio for episode 37 to discuss ice fishing fort peck montana it's like 2,000 miles of shoreline because of all the bays and points and um, it's you know it's one of the largest impoundments on the Missouri River um, so where we primarily fish is around the dam um, if anyone has watched uh, any Jason Mitchell programs um, you know you've seen him fish just slivers of Fort Peck and it seems like he's just in the middle of nowhere because he is um, so we primarily fish around the face of the dam, down to Rock Creek, York Island, over to Duck Creek and the Pines Recreational Area. So if people look at a map, they'll see that area. It's a, it's a very, you know, it's maybe 5% of the total lake. Um, but there's no, there's really no wrong place to fish out there. There's so much structure. Um, points coming off of points coming off a secondary structure i mean it, it's really amazing you have to discipline yourself and say i'm just going to pick this spot because i could just drive around all day going wow this spot is awesome this spot is even awesomer if that's a word <laughs> <laughs> lots of awesome spots out there what are we targeting on fort peck yep so fort peck is probably best known for walleye um to open water anglers um, but there are, uh, you know, there's walleye, a 30 inch walleye is not that uncommon out there. If, if you're, you know, if you're targeting walleye and you're a serious angler and you're paying attention to what you're doing, um, you'll most likely come home with a personal best, at least a stateside personal best. So, um, you know, a lot of larger fish, you're not going to go and catch 30, 22 inch walleye in a day. Um, but you're going to catch walleye 25 to 30 inches, pretty common. Northern, um, we're talking 38 to 42 inch fish um, fairly regularly. You know, you, you'll catch six 38 inch northern and swear you're catching the same fish over and over. And then the lake trout fishery, and, and I'm a lake trout guy, that's kind of how I've made my mark in the business. Um, lake trout fishing is fun. It, it's the most prominent fish in the lake. Um, the Cisco 
forage base is what feeds everything. So Lakers will be out in that deeper water and they'll chase those Cisco's in shallow. So you might be fishing 10 feet out to 80 feet for lake trout. And lake trout and a good flasher go hand in hand. You know, the new digital fish finders are great, but, but you'll play cat and mouse with a lake trout, you know, for 10 minutes on purpose just because it's so much fun and and we catch a lot of those six to ten pound lakers but a 20 plus is not uncommon um, seems like the fort peck lakers will top out about 25 pounds but you know if you're really chasing them you're going to get 12 to 15s and you know you're going to catch a lot our, our our smallest limit is the lake trout you're allowed three a day so awesome yeah let's unbox that a little bit because i think a lot of people uh if you like walleye fishing, the greenbacks of Lake Winnipeg have to be on your bucket list. We discussed Big Windy with Kyle Agri all the way back on episode 18. My best sales pitch on Lake Winnipeg is really to, to tell folks about the first time I went up on the big lake. That was in 2009. So it's been, you know, it's been 10 years plus here of, of experiencing what this lake has to offer. And on my first trip, and I've heard this from so many folks. They've experienced the same thing. But on my first trip, I caught a personal best walleye three different times. Meaning I kept, I caught the biggest one of my life. An hour and a half later, I caught one bigger than that. And, and the next day I caught one bigger than the two, those two previous ones. And the trophy class fish up there on Lake Winnipeg is what really draws us in a great fishery it's a challenging fishery but the trophy potential is amazing not to mention just the the look of the fish up there the walleyes the greenbacks as folks have heard us talk about they truly are emerald green they they just glow in the sunshine and they're they're like a fish you've not been able to see anywhere else on earth they're really really cool that's what keeps me coming back, and I know that's what draws many folks up to that big lake. That concludes this week's tour of some of our favorite destination shows. Next week, I'll showcase some of our best fishing tips segments. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.